for your introduction there. I'm a tired man, as you can tell. What does the title of this video mean? You are the mystery. You know, what am I trying to convey there? You know, am I speaking to you, person, human, perhaps artificial robot from the future? You never know. The, uh, the potentials of consciousness. Where will they go? Anyway, sorry for that. So, I don't know why I have to apologise, it's just natural habits, isn't it? But this question of you being the mystery, sorry, I've got a stretch. Um, what it is, what I'm trying to speak to is how at the, the edge of the familiar, you know, the edge of what is comfortable, stable, recognisable, comprehensible is you know the unknown you know it's the mystery the edge of you know the edge of what we know you know delineates that border and beyond that is you know what we don't know and and I know this sounds sort of abstract and what the fuck am I trying to talk about yeah of course there are going to be things that we don't understand you know that I don't understand that I don't personally understand that other people, even people much significantly smarter than me, don't understand. And theoretically, even with, you know, artificial general intelligence, perhaps expanding the, um, the capacity of self-knowledge in nature, you know, there may be things that you know, even the fucking robots won't be able to figure out. Um, and that that's a trivial point to make, but what I want to sort of sort of call attention to is how the the unknown is perhaps you know closer to your perception than we often care to acknowledge, you know. And this sort of failure to like acknowledge comes perhaps by how you know the the familiar can become so habitual, leading us to automate lots of stuff you know and that's you know in order to function pragmatically in society as humans you know there is a sort of a utility to you know obviously compartmentalizing the uh, the existential questioning of what the fuck is going on you know who am i you know the sort of questions that um some may have a sort of a natural inclination to ask, you know, perhaps in childhood, but then, you know, society almost conditions you out of those sort of questions um, by the sheer necessity of, you know, you know, sometimes you can look at it as to be an unquestioning, you know, participant, you know, because a lot of, you know, you can think of how, you know, how sort of sometimes oppressive, exploitative, absurd social forms of social organisation um, um, can sort of emerge, you know, to, I mean, to use an extreme example, obviously, you can look at, you know, fascist regimes like the Nazi party, you know, this is a social structure that, you know, emerge, you know, obviously, I mean, lots of social organisation have a sort of spontaneity, spontaneity of development that they go through and then they coalesce into obviously something very absurdly destructive and so visibly, um, you know, dehumanising and 
and you sort of can think like how how does anyone I mean how does anyone not question you know when they're particularly people participating in it and you know say you know the most yeah to use an example say a guard how do they maintain that cognitive dissonance of visibly like visibly seeing and participating in you know sadistic acts and despite that you know it's some for some of them it might it just shows just how powerful repression maybe ideology um these brainwashing cognitive frameworks how powerful and perhaps you know how vulnerable the human mind is to those sorts of things you know um, models of reality that reduce complexity and orient a particular mode of engaging in the world you know a mode that in this you know pretty gruesome example is one that will you know see a particular population or particular group of individuals as less than as other as some and you know not just as other but also a morally inferior kind of other and that moral inferiority um, somehow justifies you know acts of evil almost turning those acts into within that sort of limiting and illusory framework a good act you know and um and it's i guess sort of the sort of the point that talking about that you know is how to sort of make one think about models of reality you know our own cognitive models you know I mean on a basic sort of perceptual level you know our nervous system is modeling its internal environment you know from the food that we ingest and you know toxins that perhaps come into contact with, in, with our immune system um, our nervous system tries to model that in order to you know adaptively in the moment spontaneously conform adapt I, it's you know I can't go more into detail about you know how how does our nervous system maintain this equilibrium is far beyond but this equilibrium of the external environment is complex you could say and like the words you know they are part of our symbolic modeling you know to sketch out trying to understand what's going on and um yeah it's and this, but even with that, it's yeah, models. Yeah, they can by their nature never capture all the variables of you know any complex system. Really, it's just sort of the uh, the nature of it. And I guess sort of the models. We can talk about models occurring, obviously, on this sort of basic organismic. Organistic perceptual level, you know, the same way that you know, other animals have that basic perceptual capability to sense the immediate environment. There's an obvious, like, evolutionary kind of logic to it, you know. 
the uh, the will to self-organize and maintain one's structure and replicate that structure for generations you know it's um that that sort of part of the uh, sort of the the basic model of sort of evolution to describe how complexity emerges in nature and coalesces into these kind of these structures of order you know and sort of maintain a kind of structural and functional integrity against the you know the entropic full pull of the universe into you know increasing disorder you know and that's that's pretty fucking crazy you know and we are sort of a uh, this temporary pattern of self-organization you know, in this sort of human organism um and i guess even in talking about all of this you know it's um it's really to look at how how despite you know me talking about it and trying to give a coherent story about or model about how um reality is how experience is to maybe sort of you know trigger in yourself your own sort of personal thoughts your own personal reflections because you know we are both obviously thrust into the same condition of um being immersed in what is immediately a mystery you know in that that present moment that immediate apprehension is you know it's the substrate which i'm it's the data in which i'm using to talk about you know but then data is just a word you know substrate is just a word it's um it's that isness you know and I think yeah, when I when I when you try and drill down to like the first principles, you know, isness and nothingness kind of this uh those are the trippy ass kind of things that, you know, um that you come across, you know. I mean ha yeah, it's uh can you yeah, it's because sometimes you're, it's difficult to wrap one's head around, to conceptually wrap your head around the more sort of mystical um, dimensions to interpreting experience of mindfulness. Because um, in some level, you know, mindfulness being mindful of one's experience, you know, there is a setting up in the activity of being mindfulness of like a kind of dualism, you know, that I that I'm a separate observer being mindful or observing the contents of um, observation that I am this presence behind my eyes um, sensing something internally um, in map of bodily sensations drives or emotions um, and this and there is a sense obviously that there is a deeper identification with sensations um, and bodily sensations with these things going on in here that you know the bodily whilst I can't consciously control and see my heart beating you know there is 
since that's the heart is more me than the mug out there or the guitar in front of me you know this external world is um, that that's splitting into the inside and the outside and identification with the inside um and uh you know it's i think it's weird to sort of contemplate how this perception of identification right with the internal contents it's it's a perception that can be modulated right and um to sort of and, that, and that's a strange thing to to sort of think about because you know you can be modulated with various you know psychedelic or entheogenic compounds um, dissociatives for example and it sort of shows how the sort of you know there's sort of this is a spectrum to consciousness right and um and obviously there is a spectrum to consciousness in terms of how it sort of it likely you know manifests differently um, across the animal kingdom right you know the consciousness of the dog is probably quite different to my own consciousness and different to the consciousness perhaps of an octopus you know um and likewise you know if you consume a dissociative anesthetic or whatever and experience a uh, you know a you know an altering of one sense of one's body you know into you know it it reveals one how you know your your current mode of experiencing the world is not the only world and only one and that that we we become so familiar to what we are experiencing currently that it's a sort of this passivity this illusory this i don't know it's um the familiar is very comforting but you know at the edge of the familiar is obviously chaos you know and pure novelty and take something say as familiar as your thoughts you know they come and go this internal monologue analyzing thinking ruminating about ex this experience what's going on you know what am i doing you know and um and i you know it's we all experience these thoughts this, in, this internal egoic processes perhaps differently you know some individuals don't even have you know they report not having i i don't exactly how that works exactly but it's you know it's um i guess you could sort of conceive of it i think you know other life forms when you go more simpler and sort of cognitive complexity you know they don't obviously don't have a linguistic internal monologue you know and maybe some humans don't you know or probably they don't but um to talk about like thoughts they are something so familiar and so intimate and um we often identify with them wrapping up more of our identity in such processes but even something as basic as a thought just appears it's um like a hiccup you know utterly spontaneous and because of that right you, you cannot anticipate the next thought that will appear in your head although you can it's um and in the same way like something as basic as hand movement it's just 
occurs, right, that I could not give you, you know, verbal reasons to explain how I know how to move a finger, right? It's, um, I guess it speaks to how, you know, you have non-propositional knowledge, maybe, you know, a raw procedural knowledge. And, um, and I guess sort of all it speaks to is how, like, despite the more complex processes of my organism, like thinking, talking about stuff, they are just as dependent on non-conscious processes or mysterious processes to me as, you know, my liver function or my kidney function and, um, or the way my heart can be, you know, it's, um, you're constantly in contact with, oh, 10%, yeah, you're, you're constantly in contact with the mystery, I suppose, because you are the mystery and it's like, you can, mm, Despite like, uh, I think I just want people to think about like when I, even when you say you are constantly in contact with the mystery, you know, articulating that in words, it, you know, it's obviously sets up that there is a you and then the mystery. And I guess what, it, what I'm trying to say, that's the dualism of language, right? And how it can split stuff into things that are separate and discrete. Well, which can sometimes if we get so potentially hyper-fixated on language and symbolic structures of that type, um, it can pass into a perceptual bias that makes us neglect the, how relations are primary, how interactions between things are primary, perhaps. Like nature is relational processes rather than discrete substances. You know, that, what the fuck do I know? But yeah, anyway, uh, I, my phone might die, so I want to crack off. So, adios.